Welcome to the Uncharted Entrepreneurs Podcast. If you're ready to tap into your God-given strengths, discover simple success strategies, and set that dream that's buried in your soul free, this podcast is for you. Hi, I'm your host, Sherry Miter. I went from building a chimney cleaning business with my husband to ranking in the top 1% as a leader in network marketing to my true calling as a visionary strategist and coach. I'm passionate about helping others navigate the sea of business and life. If you're ready to leave the daily grind behind and discover the joy of entrepreneurship, let's untie those dock lines and set sail. We are going into uncharted territory. Welcome to the show, Uncharted Entrepreneur listeners. And we are continuing our discussion about the Clifton Strengths 34 and how they show up in real life people, in real humans. We were just talking about that and how they enhance our lives and affect our lives and everything we do. And my guest today is a beautiful Ro Thomas. And Ro and I became friends through podcasting. And she totally is the epitome of achiever, which is what we're going to talk about today. And I can't wait to hear what Ro has to share about her achiever and share with all of our listeners today. So welcome to the podcast, Ro. Thank you so much for having me, Sherry. It's a pleasure. Right. And can you just please let the listeners know all of the things you do in life? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So as Sherry mentioned, my name is Ro Thomas. I am a wife, a mom, a lawyer, and a financial coach. And I host a podcast. As Sherry mentioned, we uh, met through podcasting. And I am just really in this season of life, I am learning how to balance, especially with all that has been going on the last year or so and figuring out the priorities and what I really want my life to look like. Oh, I love that. And you are definitely achieving a lot right now in your life and you have. And that is, again, the theme that we're going to discuss today. An achiever is a executing theme. (laughs) No surprise there. And I want to share Rose's other top five because they do all play together. And when we really look at what our top five are, you know, it does take into account how they interact with each other, how they benefit each other. And that's why I'd love to just share what everybody's top five are, not just the one that we're talking about specifically. So Ro has achiever, responsibility, developer, harmony, and learner. And I just wanted to point out was that two of your top two are executing, and then you have two relationship building, and then strategic thinking. So it's so perfect for what you do in life. And I'm just curious with your like achiever and all of that, did you always feel that like even growing up? Did you sense your achiever? So share a little bit about that. So from the time that I was a little girl, I always wanted to do my best. I wanted to make sure that I got the best grades that I could. I would I'd be so heartbroken when I would get points off or if I'd miss a question and things like that. So I very much was an achiever my entire life. I didn't know that it was called that. Like, you know, I didn't have access to the Clifton Strengths Finders and that kind of thing. But I, especially looking back after having done the assessment, can see it throughout my entire life. Yeah. Isn't that cool when you do it's like, oh, that's why I was like that, or that's why I did that, right? It's so fun. So I'm gonna read the description of what achiever is according to Clifton Strengths. 
So achievers have a constant need for attainment. They have an internal fire burning inside of them. It pushes them to do and achieve more. People with strong achiever talents feel as if every day starts at zero. By the end of the day, they must accomplish something meaningful to feel good about themselves. And every day means every single day, work days, weekends, holidays, and even vacations. If the day passes without some form of achievement, achievers feel dissatisfied. After finishing a challenging project, they rarely seek to be rewarded with a rest or an easy assignment. While they appreciate recognition for past achievements, their motivation lies in striving toward the next goal. An achiever in action, people dominant in the achiever theme, have a great deal of stamina and work hard, take great satisfaction in being busy and productive, say yes to taking on more work, they volunteer and their plates are never too full, you may disagree with that right now, (laughs) are pay setters for their teams and like to make to-do lists and enjoy crossing off tasks as they are completed. So when you hear all of that, Ro, like what resonates with you? I think that that description is spot on, especially, so you said that our plates are never too full. And I can tell you, like as a junior associate, I did not know the word no. Right. Like I had a lot on my plate and someone would stop by and ask if I could help with this matter or this project. And I always said yes. And it actually got to the point that I burned out or I was getting burned out because I was just taking on so much and trying to balance it all and, you know, all of those things. So that part really resonated because when I was a junior associate, especially, I didn't know how to say like, oh, my plate is full. And then the part about to-do lists, I am a to-do list maker. And (laughs) if there is something that I've done that wasn't on my to-do list, I'm going to write it on there so I can cross it out. So yes, that is absolutely me. (laughs) I love that. And is the part there about like that you have to achieve something every day, like even on vacations or weekends, like how does that play into your life? I say that was probably true earlier. I am learning more now, kind of as I mentioned at the top of our conversation, I'm learning more to balance and like make sure that my priorities are the way that I want them to be. But yes, I, I rarely would take time for rest. You know, I would always have to get something done. And like the description said, no matter how small. So it's not that I'm, you know, achieving these huge things every day, but I was getting something done from my never ending to-do list. I remember at one point, my to-do list was like, no joke, five pages, six pages front and back, just writing. So yes, that absolutely resonates. So what is something now? How have you harnessed your achiever so that the to-do list is not five pages long anymore, but maybe five things? Like, What does that look like today now that you've kind of used that and you've strengthened that muscle of achiever? Yes. So one thing was I went to therapy because of that burnout that I mentioned, trying to do all of the things. And I was really self-critical. So I felt like I was failing in all areas of my life because I'm not achieving at the level that I wanted to. And this was after I had my second child. And so going to therapy and learning more about giving myself grace, being okay with not doing all the things, you know, and just recognizing what I am capable of doing in certain seasons 
was key. The other thing was adopting, there's a, an agenda, it's called, I think, Daily Planner. I can't recall the, the exact brand, but one of the things in that agenda is they have your top three. And so utilizing that where it's like, okay, if I don't get anything else done, I'm going to get these three things done. And that helped to ease some of that anxiety and that feeling that I've got to do all the things. It's like, no, I've just got to do these three. And then doing those three things, getting those done and feeling good about it has been really big. That's great. Yeah, because that is something like with Achiever, that is the blind spot. And we've been talking, you know, the barriers and blind spots for every talent, every theme out there. And obviously that they tend to overcommit (laughs) an Achiever, which you already addressed that and prioritizing. And probably when you, I would imagine if you're down to just three versus 33 things on your to-do list, it helps you prioritize better. What are some things then that you have found that like helps you figure out like what does go on the to-do list as an achiever and knowing what to put on for that day? So in my practice, like my legal practice, it's very deadline driven. And so it's things where if it's due today or in the next couple of days, then I'm going to do those three things. And then with respect to other areas of my life, like my business, my personal life, it's really value driven for me. So the things that bring me the most value are the things that get prioritized. And then with respect to the business, the things that are really moving the needle, you know, more in the business as opposed to you know, the busy work that we can get bogged down in sometimes, like the things that are actually going to move the business forward. I try to prioritize those. That's great. Yeah, that's really good. And I have to ask, and the Achievers 28 on mine, but there's some of my same trait or um, some of my themes kind of show up in a similar, they're not executing, but they show up in the same way, like learner strong for me. And actually, I was just sharing with my husband, and I'm curious to see from a achiever perspective where this falls. Like I, I share with him, even on a vacation, I realize if I'm not learning something, I get antsy. Like it's just not, I can't just sit and relax all the time. That's not relaxing to me. Like, yeah, there's a day. Like I can spend a day sitting on the beach, reading a book and just chilling. No, you know, but I can't do it for seven days. That's not enjoyable for me. And we were just talking about that. I said, I'm realizing as I'm diving deeper into this and knowing myself that when we go on a vacation, I said, can we make sure that there's always something that we're learning to do, whether it's learning to surfboard, learning to zip line, learning to cook, learning how to match wine with food. I don't know, just learning something. And as an achiever, I'm just wondering, like, what would be your ideal vacation? That would satisfy that like, oh, I can check a few things off here, but yet you're still having fun. Yeah, I think that it's a mixture for me. Like I've had vacations where we try to just lay back and do nothing and that got old very quickly. But then I've also had vacations where we were running and doing all the things. And so having that, that good balance between the two is key for me. I don't know that I have something like you were saying where you need to have an activity where you're learning how to pair food with wine and you know that type of thing, but just making sure that we hit these things that are on our list, I guess would be an example of the achievement. So do you write a list for vacations? Not exactly a list, not a to-do list per se, but it might be a list of places that I've come across that would be interesting. And so 
Like, let's choose from this list of things that we want to, or the places that we want to visit or the activities we want to do or whatever that that would be. But it's not so far in the direction of on Monday, we're going to do these right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure which theme that would be. That would have to have it so detailed out, but. <laughs> right. I'm not that far yet. <laughs> yeah. But you have your places like, let's go here or let's check this out. Right. And it's like more relaxed than it would have been years ago, right? So it's that list of things and maybe there are our top three that we want to make sure that we do. This podcast is sponsored by nextdaypodcast.com. They provide podcasters like me with podcast editing services with 24-hour turnarounds. They'll look after your intros, outros, your trailers, and just take the whole headache out of the whole editing process. You simply send them your raw recordings and they do the rest. And if you're not podcasting at the moment, check out their amazing podcast launch packages. That's what I started with. James from Next Day was amazing to work with and truly made it seamless to launch my podcast. And if you use the promo code UNCHARTED10OFF, that's U-N-C-H-A-R-T-E-R-E-D-10OFF, you'll receive 10% off any of their products and services. That's nextdaypodcast.com. And don't forget to use your promo code. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even the, it could be like just that we do something the kids want to do and check. Yeah. But you know, my kids are still very young, so we haven't gotten to that, that level yet. They don't know. Right. So, <laughs> well, you know, whatever you guys want to do. Right. Yeah. It'll, it'll get to that point though. <laughs> so as a lawyer and then now as an entrepreneur as well, how has your achiever helped you succeed? I think my achiever has helped me to succeed because I am very action oriented and I've got the list and I'm going to check the things off of the list. And so learning the things that I need to do for my business, like I've invested in coaching and different coaches have taught me different you know, strategies for doing things. And so I can run down that list and do the things. And I think that being able to execute on the coaching that I receive has helped me to be successful. Mm, I'm so glad you brought up coaching because that's something that I think we could all use on how to really harness our talents and and how to stay in the positive place of them all the time. And which kind of leads me in, one of the things I love about Clifton Strengths is they do help you figure out who is a good person to add into your life that can complement your strengths or help in areas that maybe your I don't like the word weaker, but maybe what isn't the strength, kind of the opposite almost. And what they suggest like with an achiever is to partner with somebody with a strong discipline or focus talents that this person can help you use your energy as efficiently as possible. And I'm curious, is that Is there a scenario or a person in your life as you hear that, that like, oh, that's why this helps me out? I can't think of anyone in particular in my personal life. I think my husband is very much an achiever like me as well. Like he will structure his day, like the calendar has that he's going to do these things at these times. And when he doesn't, he's just like, oh, but I do think that, you know, as we mentioned coaching, like some of my coaches have been that for me like helping to keep me on track with doing these things by these times and holding me accountable to do it. So yeah, I would say that the coaching has helped me 
in that way to be more focused, to be more disciplined. Hmm. To have that priority probably to what goes on that to-do list of three. <laughs> so you have to be focused then, right? Exactly. And like really paying attention to, as we mentioned, the things that move the needle as opposed to getting bogged down in the minutia that doesn't ultimately matter as much. Right. Can you give an example of that? Because I think for a lot of people, they may hear that phrase, move the needle, but what does that really mean? I think a lot of times in business, when we're starting out, we spend a lot of time on things that we think that we're supposed to do, like, you know, setting up our website and tweaking the, you know, social media pages and all of that kind of thing that doesn't actually help us to meet people who could be our clients. Or I suppose if we're in a different type of industry, it would be different, but I'm in a, you know, a service industry I coach. And so meeting people is really important. And so all of the time that I was spending figuring out the colors on my website and that kind of thing, you know, that's not moving the needle as much as interacting with people or podcasting or that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. I love that because I think that's so important. And sometimes we hear that, but it doesn't really like, what does that really mean? But because we can't, especially if you are a solopreneur, there's so much to do. And it's trying to figure out what are the real priorities here and not keep adding. Yeah. I would say the real priorities, at least that I found through my coaching is meeting people and just like delivering value through you know, podcasting through uh, content, like all those types of things that get your information, your knowledge, your expertise in front of your ideal clients. Mm-hmm. And going back with the strengths and the achiever, when did you discover strengths? Like what's been your experience with strengths? It was actually something that we did in a class in law school. And so we went through the assessment and I had my top five. Um, I didn't find the entire assessment, but I know that my top five, I found that they were spot on. You know, when I did that assessment and I got what my strengths were, I could see how they had shown up throughout my life. Mm. And do you feel like, do you still use them like you pull from them to help you succeed in all the things you are doing today? I wouldn't say that I intentionally pull from them, but I do remember some of the things that I learned about them when I did the assessment. So it's not a, you know, a direct, oh, I'm an achiever, so I need to make sure that I do these things. But I think that some of that is kind of ingrained in me from having learned it. Right. Once you learn it, you use those skills continuously. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Great. So some of the things that some suggestions here, and you probably already doing a lot of these that they suggest for achievers is to also work with other hard workers and to share your goals with them so they can help you achieve them. The right relationships can help you get more done. And do you feel like you have been able to do that and you surround yourself with other hard workers? Oh, absolutely. In all the different areas of my life, you know, I've got groups of lawyers, I've got groups of other entrepreneurs, groups of moms, you know, those types of relationships, I think are so key because you can kind of hold one another accountable, you know, set those goals of things that you want to do 
and you're able to get ideas from each other and play off of one another's strengths and that kind of thing. I wouldn't say that everybody in the you know three groups that I mentioned are you know achievers, right? Like, but everyone has their different strengths and can help us all to see blind spots that I guess come up with the other strengths. Mm, I love that. And I think too, for an achiever, it is good to, and I know you have done that knowing you personally too, put yourself in a group of other high achievers in the coaching industry, one of the best out there. So, (laughs) which I've seen the success coming from that because you put yourself in that atmosphere and that's something to, you know, important for an achiever to be surrounded by other people achieving something. Yeah, I find that having those relationships, like those types of groups really help to fuel me to keep going. Like I like to be in the room with other people who are doing similar things and like-minded and really encouraging and supporting one another. And then one last little thought here is how do you celebrate as an achiever? You know, we always want to just get things done, get things done. What's next? What's next? But have you learned to pause and celebrate? And what does that look like for you as an achiever? Yes, I have learned to pause and celebrate. Although I can say I used to be exactly as you described, like, all right, on to the next, what, what's what's coming up. But I will take a minute and celebrate, even if it's a small way, you know, going out to grab lunch out as opposed to making lunch at home. Like That's such a weird example from the coronavirus times, but, (laughs) (laughs) or, you know, taking a break and watching a show or, you know, that kind of thing, just something that is something that I enjoy and can be a reward for doing a good job. I'm not going to say that I celebrate every single thing, right? Because we could celebrate everything all day, but I do try to make sure that I hit highlights And I try not to downplay achievements, even if they're not the big, big ones, right? Yeah, I love that. Anything else, Ro, I know as we wrap things up with the Achiever, and I know it's helped you, you know, professionally, I would love for you because this to me is such a huge achievement. Can you just touch a little bit on how it helped you with your financial goal in life and how you coach now, because that is huge. It really is. Well, thank you. Yeah. So the achiever strength and like setting those to do's and all of that has really helped my husband and me in our financial journey. We found ourselves over $670,000 in debt about four years ago, and we have paid off about 400,000 of that. And I think in setting our goals and tracking our uh, progress, I think that has helped to keep us on track, even as you know we're kind of slogging through. One of the keys there for anyone who is in a similar position trying to pay off debt, I think is keeping track of what you're doing. So as we pay off a loan, we will you know, mark it in green on our spreadsheet. And so you can see that green growing over time because as you mentioned, it's so easy to just keep going on to the next one. And sometimes you look back and feel like you haven't made any progress. But when you can see it, you know, you've been tracking it and there's some way to look back and see what's going on, 
then you can remind yourself of how far you've come, even if you feel like you haven't gone as far as you want it to yet. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Celebrate the little wins <laughs> on there. Yes. So, and Ro, if they want to follow you, what is your podcast name and where could somebody find you? Yes, my podcast is called Wealthy-esque and you can find me at my website, which is rowthomas.com. Ro is R-H-O. And that has all of my social media links and all of that. Great. Well, I appreciate you taking time out of your extremely busy life <laughs> to hop on here and share about your achiever and um, with the audience and with myself. It's always a pleasure to chat with you and watch your progress and everything you are doing. You really do everything with excellence. But what I love about you, Ro, is you also bring in your relator in there. So you're achieving stuff, but you also are so relatable to people. Well, thank you, Sherry. And thank you again for having me on. It's been a pleasure chatting with you and learning from you and all of the things. I really enjoy our conversations. Great. Thank you. Hey, friends. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Uncharted Entrepreneurs podcast. I really do appreciate your time and for you being here. And a few quick things before you do go. Number one, if you haven't yet, can you leave a review if you find these shows valuable? Reviews really do matter to iTunes and to others so that they know this episode or this podcast is worth taking the time to listen to out of the millions of podcasts out there. And you never know, I might just read your review on a future episode. Number two, make sure to hit that subscribe button so that you can be one of the first to know when a new episode downloads. And three, if you've been enjoying this series on the Clifton Strengths 34, this is a huge one. Can you take a screenshot? Post that picture on your Instagram or Facebook account. Make sure you tag me in it and let me know why you loved that episode and what you're enjoying about the series. And of course, if you've done the Clifton Strengths assessment, make sure to include your top five. And number four, and the last thing, if you take your assessment and you feel a little stuck and you're like, I don't even know what to do with this information right now, please feel free to reach out to me. I'm available on email and of course, the DMs and Facebook and Instagram. And I would love to talk you through how to really tap into your talents so you can turn them into your superpowers and your strengths. Thanks again for listening to the show.